Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. All right, well, to the east side on this episode of Urban Spelunking, if you remember the restaurant Azumi's. Oh, we all remember that, Yeah, so this was right on uh, Prospect and uh, Woodstock. Yep, right across from the Kenilworth building. Well, that part of the east side has seen a lot of development lately, and uh, it's become even more active than it already was. Um, A lot of people know that location as Azumi's, but now it is the Work Lofts building. Yes. And, you know, what's interesting is while Azumi's was there, the upstairs was empty for actually quite a while. So much so that uh, about five years ago when I'm Milwaukee moved downtown, we first had looked at having an office in that, oh, really? in that building. You almost uh, got it, huh? We almost, and I actually called a space that I wanted to be mine. <laughs> <laughs> but then we did end up end up not moving there. But, yeah, so when Izumi's closed, Kampai moved in, moved, uh, you know, opened a second location there on the first floor. But upstairs, uh, the owners of the building, the new owners of the building decided to create a co-working space. Um, and they wanted a place that sort of felt like a coffee shop vibe. Okay. But that was a little quieter than that. You know, like, you, you've worked in a coffee shop, right? right? You right, sit right. there and it's and it's uh, fun and maybe sometimes productive, but sometimes you spend a lot of time watching people walk past. Or <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, so they wanted guilty, to kind of eliminate guilty. some of the distraction, but it's really cool because they hired the people who did design work for Colectivo, so it looks very much like a coffee shop. They have these amazing... They have like a, a, a beer tap. They have this sort of amazing coffee tap system. Oh, cool. okay. um, they have snacks and it's, you know, it's the seating is very much like a coffee shop, but there's also a conference room and there's sorts of levels of membership that you can buy. You can just get a membership that sort of lets you use the space, the common spaces, or you can also get a membership that lets you use these shared office spaces. And then there's like a, a higher level one where you can have like a sort of permanent desk of your okay. own in a shared space. Well, these co-working spaces, we've seen a lot of buildings in Milwaukee take on this model and around the country, this is really becoming a, a kind of a trendy way to use spaces where you're not like chained to a central office, you you know, with, especially with like the gig economy and oh, yeah. freelancers out there doing their thing. These these co working spaces are becoming really hot. Yeah, and this one's beautiful. When you walk in, they they did a good job bringing some of the exterior elements of what is a really distinctive building into the interior design of it. So when you walk in, it's beautiful. It looks like a place I'd love to work. The building, you know, it's it's beautiful inside and out. This was uh, built back in the 1930s, uh, really at the height of this Art Deco movement. And it, you can, it definitely looks that way from the outside. The use of terracotta on it is so distinctive that when you go past the building, you, you I mean, when people saw the picture, they immediately recognized it as what it is because it's, you know, got this, these two different color terracotta elements to it. Plus it's got these panels. Uh, it was built for um, a fuel company like a company that sold like heating oil and coal and things like that. And so um, there are these three repeating panels on the outside showing sort of uh, one is a coal miner, one is transporting coal, and then the other one is okay. the guy shoveling coal into a furnace. So they're, you know, that's why those are on there because it was built for a fuel company. But super distinctive. You know, you recognize the panels, you recognize just these sort of long shafts of, of, sort of orange terracotta. Yeah. Just a really nice looking building. When you, uh, when we were first... Uh talking about this building, I, I couldn't quite place it, and then I, I typed in the address to Google Maps, and I was like, oh, that building, yeah. Right, yeah, everybody, right, once once they know what you're talking about, they're like, oh, yeah, of course, I, I always love that building. Yes. Nobody ever says I hate that place. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, we're, we're talking about this building on Prospect and Woodstock, right across from the, the Kenilworth building on the east side, formerly Azumi's, now mm-hmm. the Worklofts building. 
but the story, you know, of course, that that's the present day, but decades and decades and decades before this building was so many different things, and before it was this building, there was a hospital on this site. An equally distinctive looking building. Yeah, so we're going to talk more about the history of this whole site next on Urban Spelunking. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. Back at the Workloft's building on the east side, we're at Prospect in Woodstock. This building was originally built as the home for the Northwestern uh, Fuel Company. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. What what, what went on there? Um, they were a company that uh, sold heating oil and coal and things like that for, to I think to businesses and I think also to residential clients because the first floor of the place where the restaurant is now had originally had sort of a bank feel. Okay, I'm told, uh, and there were teller windows all down there, so people would come in to to pay their bills. Um, for pay the, for their coal and their yeah, oil, yeah, okay. which would be delivered from somewhere else. The, none of that was on site. This was strictly the administration building. Um, and then they would put the money in. There's like a, a money dumbwaiter oh. that still survives in the building that goes down to the basement where there is a giant walk-in vault. Oh, cool. Too. Yeah, so there used to be a lot of money on hand in this building. So they would just stick the cash in this dumbwaiter and, and rope it down to yeah, the... Yeah, well, I think there's a button. I think it was electric. It was, oh, okay. It was the 30s. Well, fancy, so, you know, okay. Right, yeah, so the, no, fancy. no pulleys. It wasn't the 1830s. Okay. <laughs> When I first read that, I was like, that doesn't sound like the most secure system, but I'm sure they made it work. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, they don't exist anymore, so maybe not. <laughs> right. Um, so people would go there and, and uh, pay their, their utility or their, their fuel bill yeah. for their, their coal and their oil. I, for me, I'm just struck by, you know, this, this was a, 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 this is a big building, you know, two stories. Yeah, it's pretty and, big. Um, it just kind of shows you, like, the people power involved with, with running a company of this size. Yeah, and I think back, you know, back when people didn't have gas-fueled furnaces you actually had i mean even when i was a kid we had a, an oil burning furnace as yeah. a kid so i remember the truck coming every couple of months and reeling out the hose <laughs> and filling up our giant basement tank full of oil yeah um you need that in wisconsin and for I, sure. there was a time when everybody had that right so uh before it was built as this beautiful art deco building in the 30s um there was a hospital on this site yeah in the late 1800s this doctor uh built a hospital there lakeside hospital um and it was there until the teens when it okay. closed, and then uh, I think the building sat empty for a couple of years. And then uh, Country Day School, which later became University oh, School, um, opened a program in the building for little kids, much smaller kids. Um, and that was there until just a couple of years before they tore it down. Uh, in 1934, they tore it down to build the building that's there now. It's interesting. There's a picture in the story of what it looked like. Super distinctive looking building. It looks like a German like hunting lodge or something. Yeah, like it definitely looks residential. I was yes, surprised that there yeah. was a, a hospital in there. Yeah. So um, it's interesting that there's been these sort of two very distinctive buildings on that site. So from hospital to school, then it was torn down, and then this this uh, Art Deco building was built. Yeah. And the, it was designed by, um, as I said before, it's a very distinctive looking building, but... Uh, that's not unusual for the architect. Uh, there was uh, Herbert Tolgren did a lot of these very ornate buildings. His dad was also an architect. Uh, he joined his dad's firm. They did buildings like <laughs> Shorecrest Hotel, right? Yes, I know. So I just I just had a <laughs> brain fart. Uh, yeah, they did the Shorecrest Hotel. They did that beautiful Art Deco um, apartment building at the foot of uh, 
Knapp Street on Prospect. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, that's there are like two level apartments in there. Um, and they did the George Watts building downtown. Okay. They did a really distinctive building, uh, terracotta building on 60th and North. If you ever drive down there and you see really distinctive retail building, they did that. Um, they also did just down the block from uh, the building where Strange Town Restaurant is. Oh, okay. Really unique, sort of Mediterranean looking building. And what was that Very before? Beautiful. Um, upstairs, there was the avant-garde coffee shop. Ah, in the, yes, in yeah. The, in the mid sixties, that was that was like the like the cultural, the countercultural. It was like the home to the nineteen sixties coffee Be- shop. Yes, Beat totally like counterculture, yes. right? Yeah. Yes, and they did that building, which is beautiful. That is so interesting to me, just about you know the influence that these architects had. You know, and I'm, I'm sure that's part of the reason why architects become architects is just uh, they have that style, and it becomes it becomes part of the city's identity. It really does. I mean, you look at can you imagine Milwaukee without like downtown Milwaukee without that beautiful George Watts building? It's just, right. It's such a it's just such a little landmark right there. And when where's that again? That is on Jefferson and Mason. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And these architects, uh, the the Tulgren, Tulgren, right? Yeah. Um, the Tulgren family, it, it was a family business. Like the dad yeah. was and passed it on to the his, his sons, right? Yeah, and they did loads of, they did apartment buildings, they did hotels, uh, they did all kinds of stuff. Including this building on Prospect and Woodstock. Yes. And it's just another, you know, we talk about how every building has a story. I mean, we're going to find a building one day that's going to prove us false, but I don't yeah. think that's possible. But unlike, yeah, this is one of those <laughs> buildings, though, where you know, really the best story is the one you get to look at every day when you go past. You know, like we've talked about buildings that are sort of unremarkable looking, but have great stories. This one has a pretty good story but it's just it's great looking we got lots of pictures as always right here on this page and you can subscribe to all of our podcasts right here too at radio milwaukee.org slash podcast podcasts on 88.9 are produced by kenny perez handcrafted sonic inspiration from the license lab support for 88.9's podcast from your membership of course and from on milwaukee you can subscribe to this podcast and all of our podcasts right here and make sure you check out the article for more pictures from inside it's on milwaukee's bobby tensilo thanks thanks nate